What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love and give our thoughts on the movies and television shows that accompany those major franchises. I am your co-host, Ben Rayside, and today we are traveling to Ang Lee's Hulk universe from 2003 as part of our Marvel movie marathon, where we watch every single Marvel film ever put to the big screen. Before we do so, I'd like to introduce the gentleman who helped make this show possible. Introducing, as always, Ethan Wensloff. Ethan, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, and I'm, I'm happy to be here. But but first, let me, let me silence my, my cell phone first, because, I mean, I'd, I'd hate for it to go off and make anyone in here angry. What a respectable man. <laughs> oh, don't make anyone angry. You wouldn't like us when you're angry. We also have Micah Head here. How are you doing today, I'm doing Micah? pretty, I'm, I'm a little hungry, but you don't want to see me when I'm hungry, so. <laughs> Very nice. That's two out of the three. Very nice, gentlemen. Well, before we get into it, though, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel where this podcast up goes up every week. Uh, but if you want early access, these podcasts are going to be up uh, on Monday on Spotify every morning for our Marvel Movie Marathon. So uh, a review on any of those sites would be greatly appreciated. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave comments on YouTube, everything like that. But uh, let's say we get into it, gentlemen. Let's open up our sling ring and head over to Ang Lee's Hulk universe. I got news for you. I didn't come here to see you. I came here to see my son. My real son. The one inside of you. You're nothing. Superficial shell, a husk of flimsy consciousness, ready to be torn off at a moment's notice. Boom! 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 <laughs> he does it like gutturally, like through, like through his like. Man, like you can. You really gotta. Oh my gosh, guys! <laughs> All right, so Hulk came out in 2003, directed by Ang Lee, starring Eric Bana, Jennifer Connelly, Sam Elliott, who I didn't know was in this movie, and a lot of other. I mean, this the the cast is stacked for this movie, man. Nick but Nolte. Uh, Nick Nolte, yeah, my boy from uh, my boy Queel, man, he's in this I movie. I have spoken. I have spoken. Yes, great. I, but I'm, is the movie any good though? I've I've seen bits and pieces of this throughout my time as a Marvel fan, but uh, I want to get your initial thoughts first. Ethan, what do you think of Ang Lee's Hulk? Um, let me just say this. Before I watch this movie, Ben, uh, he, he, he wet my palate. He got me ready for it. He told me his thoughts in the movie. So with that, I, I, I called up my homie, Will. I'm like, Will, come over. I'm going to need some help with Good this idea. Good idea. Good idea. With this one. <laughs> and you know what? I watched the movie, and I did not hate it as much as you did. So I, I don't love this film. There is a lot to talk about, but I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm glad to see my plan worked because my plan was to kind of wet your palate and lower your expectations so low so that you could find some enjoyment out of it because that's kind of what I did with Morbius. And I was like, maybe if it works for me, it'll work for you. And I, I'm glad to see that it kind of did. But uh, Micah, what did you think of Ang Lee's? Well, uh, my first impressions before I watched it, I was like, wow. Two hours, 18 minutes. Oh, yeah. Guys, oh, this yeah. is the longest movie we've seen so far on our list. Longer than the, the director's cut of Daredevil. Longer than Blade 2. Longer than Spider-Man. Longer than even Howard the Duck. Can you believe that? And um, gotta say, uh, Ang Lee took me for a ride. Mm. I, 
I thought that I, I appreciated cinematography. I appreciate the the things about this movie, but when it comes down to the to the story and the script, I think it's a little lackluster. Mm. I think um, there are relationships that are set up, but not used. Uh, I think that there are some aspects that are really cool about this movie that go, they just aren't used. I, I think, um, yeah, we'll get into those, but yeah. yeah, I think it's it has really good ideas that aren't used. I um I'm, and it makes me angry. Uh, yes, <laughs> I was gonna say this movie made me. Right, it makes me hungry, angry. hungry for more, dude. This movie was something else. I sat down. I had the same reaction as you. Two hours and eighteen minutes, and I was like, "Holy catfish!" Oh boy. All right. So I sat down, and the movie was just so boring. I got it. Like nothing really interesting happened. Like. There were some really good moments of comedic relief, but I don't think they were intentional by Ang Lee. Just some really funny stuff. I've got them all here. I think uh, you were right when saying that this is probably the most notes I've ever taken for a film, just mm -hmm. because it's like I've got so much to say about this movie. <laughs> I just, I, I did not like this movie at all whatsoever. If I'm ever, like, this is one of those movies where if I'm ever subjected to it, like, this would be, like, strap you to a chair, we're gonna have you watch Ang Lee's Hulk. I'm sitting here like, oh no, just it, kill me, man. <laughs> I more than Howard the Duck? More than Howard the Duck. Wow. I, even, I even rated it lower than Howard the Duck. Dang. I did not like this he movie. He said that, and that's what got me real, real low for this movie. But that's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's as bad as Ben thinks it is. Dude. Yeah, if we remember, uh, Ethan, Ethan rated Howard the Duck at two. So, I mean, Ben gave it some room. He I, gave it a four. Yeah, I gave so, it a four, right? Yeah, okay. So, right. I could see how you would rate this lower than a four, yeah. but... Um, but I don't think I don't think I would see Ethan rating it lower than a two. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm largely negative, and you guys are kind of a little bit more positive than I am. I'll you want just to start say with that. scores this time? No, oh, let's not start. Okay, with okay. Let's not start. Let's, let's say. Oh, don't look at my score. Don't look at my score. I'm not. I'm not looking at your score. Let's I say until the end, though. But um, what what was a positive element that you got out of this movie? What did you? Like? I really liked the style this movie has. Mm. I like that comic book. That is so memorable about this movie. I will not forget this, how this movie is shot. And I, I really like how you get to see both characters' reactions at the same time. And you don't get that with other movies. You can't do that with other movies because that's not how they are. This is a straight from the comic book, comic book movie. And I love that about it. And watching uh, from from one of those earlier scenes where they're in the lab and they got the frogs and it starts really close up on the frog I can totally see that being a page in a comic book where it starts with the frog's eye and then it goes a bit further out and it's like the whole frog and then it's the lab it sets the scene and I think that was super super cool about it man I I, uh, I loved how it gives the, the audience what it wants at, at the end like this whole movie you're like alright let's see the Hulk let's see the Hulk smash and he smashes up the tanks, and he throws the tanks, and he throws the helicopters, and he's, you know, making the government look like a fool. And that's what you like about the Hulk. So, they, they did that, so. I will say, like, that is the one positive I do take away from this movie. Yeah, that CGI, last act was pretty sick. CGI on the Hulk for 2003, from what we're used to for CGI models, yeah. what we've been watching, like, this is the reason we're watching these movies, to compare them and contrast them to everything else. CGI for Hulk really stands up. I think they used motion capture work. They did. And One guess who did the, the motion capture for it? Who did it? Ang Lee did the motion capture. <laughs> wow. wow. For some reason, he thought that he would just... I know that technology's been developing for a long time, yeah. and they finally it figured that they could. 12 years That's what I saw. Yeah, that's developed. crazy. And you can see it. I mean, his facial expressions and stuff like that. I, 
Inspiration, guys. I'm telling you, he that was the one takeaway. I was like, you know what? Hulk CGI for most of the film really holds. That's up. what I'm saying. So the things around the story are good, but I think the story itself was a bit lackluster. I got to say, that's pretty much my only positive from this movie. Yeah. Like, I really don't like much of anything else. But Ethan, do you have some positive elements that you like from this movie? Yeah, I mean, what, what Michael was saying, like, this, this is a comic book come to life. The way it's styled, the way it's shot. The, the transitions, but the problem is it's it's not a good comic book come to life. You know there are plenty of bad comic books, yeah. and this this would for sure be one of them. This this movie is so long. But, all right, we're on. We're on I, didn't, I didn't feel the runtime as much for this one though. I thought that it was it was pretty good with um, stringing along for you know set up the exposition for the next scene. There were some spots I will say when he's uh, taken captive in the. Base and he's going to the nuke town or whatever. I don't know why it's exploded, but um, those scenes were a bit slow. Uh, but to go with everything around this movie, I got to take back that statement. Not everything around this movie was perfect or good. For example, our beloved composer, oh, Danny Elfman. He let me down, man. Oh, he let me man. down. I did not think, you know, going into this movie, I was like, all right, so this movie's going to be good because of the director and because of the music and then nothing else. <laughs> Both of those people are legendary in their ah. respective works. You know, Ang Lee's a great director. Yep. Danny Elfman's one of the greatest composers of all time. You bring them together, well, I think and the, it's like... the director was good, though. I I, I got to push mm, back. So, I okay. thought that the direction was yeah. pretty good on this movie. You talked about cinematography. I did not like that at all. It reminded well, me a lot of Spider-Verse, though. Yeah. Like, Spider-Verse does like the same it? thing. It was so wacky and out of place. Like, there would be... There was one scene where you have his face on the top of the screen and oh. then a scene below it that takes up like three-fourths of the screen and it was just happening there, but his face was just sitting there for like a while. It reminds me of a comic book, but listen. Oh, yeah, that was the, the dad was up top. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I remember that. And then it was the skyline. Yep, yes. I remember that. Listen, comic book movies are one thing and you really have to like toe the line between what's good. Like Spider-Verse does it well because it does it sparingly. But this was all over the place. Every Dude. single transition in this was yeah. was not a cut. It would. I, like I don't it know if I saw so one cut. But I, that, it doesn't work I, for me, though. I should say this. For I me, thought it, it was fantastic. I is twelve this, different shots of a police car. They're driving <laughs> down. A, <laughs> Dude, that's what I love okay, about no, no, this no. movie. Okay, so there was one scene though with a police car. You're mentioning that it, it was driving down and it cuts, but it's the same thing. It's like the same scene though. It, but there's you can say there's a definite cut there but and then the police car just keeps doing same environment same road that the car's going on but it just it cuts and keeps going i'm like was that a mistake did that just not did they did not get that through the edit it just doesn't feel professional like a professional decision at all but imagine this movie without those cuts it would be so much more boring. This one allows you to... <laughs> well, that's part of it. Because the cinematography is everything in a movie. You can't have a movie without... Or with bad takes and bad cuts and all that stuff. So having all of these uh, angles at the same time, I think is awesome. And it allows for um, multiple viewings. It's like going to a live show almost. Because you get to see these different actors. And every time you watch, you get to look at a different person if you want. Or a different... A different part of the scene and there's actually different things to look at because they give you different things to look at so I, I don't know I, I thought that was a pretty cool aspect of the movie I'm a big fan of live theater and I think this is kind of similar to that where where they have this array of things to look at and things to appreciate just like a comic book you get to look at different panels more often than you want and yeah 
the thing is, on a, a comic panel, <laughs> you can look at it for as long or as short as you want. Yeah. This is like... I, I do agree, though. I do like seeing multiple reactions to different things uh-huh. on a singular screen. But a lot of this stuff... I don't need, like, six shots of a helicopter flying. That was the one scene I, I was going to say. Yeah. They put... Boom. And then there's four helicopters. It's, it takes away your focus from the scene because you're trying to look at everything. Okay, what's that? Wait, uh, oh, shoot. He has his reaction. Oh, shoot. Jennifer Connelly's reaction was on the other side of the screen. I missed that, you know? Because mm. it is quick. There are certain scenes. I will say it does work. There's one scene where it cuts. It's like a, a, a snap cut almost, and it cuts into, like, a plant, if you mm. remember that scene. That was actually kind of cool. There are times when that works and the transitions are kind of unique and cool. But to Ethan's point, for that to be the whole movie, I don't know. Yeah, those, those transitions were really cool, though. I liked how every time there was a transition, it would. And I watched the 4K Blu ray, and nice. that looked super sick. Everything with the HDR and the colors and all that. Uh, it looked really cool, that dream sequence where it was the jellyfish in the desert. I thought that was super sick, man. That looked awesome. Didn't make sense, but it looked cool. <laughs> I think this movie is beautiful to look at. There were some shots. No, I gotta disagree. All right, all right, whatever. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, no, it, it, reminds, it, it reminds me a lot of um, in uh, for to compare to a movie we've already seen in Spider Man when he's doing the comic, he's drawing the different suits yeah, and it okay. has that montage. I think it's similar to that, but they just draw it out for the whole movie. And with that being one of my favorite parts about the Spider Man movie, but I didn't talk about it. I forgot to. Uh, and they bring it up in the the new Doctor Strange movie too. There's that similar. Yes. I think those are the sickest parts of the movie because you get to be like, "Ooh, look at all the stuff that's going on at the same time." This is very thought out. And the whole cool. movie like that. That's the thing. That's I think that's life. what set this you movie. Have to it have sets it apart though. It makes it, it memorable. Does. It I makes agree. it memorable. I agree. After 72 movies, we're gonna be like, "All right, which movie has the most?" <laughs> Unique. Which movie was our favorite? Which movie has the most unique cinematography? And this one, I would, I will has say, the that. most unique cinematography. And it takes a chance. Yeah. And you know what? I will say this, Micah. I don't, I don't like shame you for liking it. Like it's mm. definitely a unique aspect. I, you, like it's one of those things though. You can take it or leave it. For some people, they may really like it. I even saw the chatter on uh, discourse. I was looking through comment sections, looking through films of this, and they really appreciate the cinematography. Yeah. For me though, it just didn't work. That was Angley's baby for this movie. He would take multiple takes for this. Really? Yeah. It says um, um, with the first transition to Hulk, that took four takes just to get the different angles on it for that. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Eric Bana yeah, was yep. exhausted after those four takes. You can tell. I do think that transition, the <laughs> first transition from Eric Bana to the Hulk, I think that was pretty smooth for a 2003 mm-hmm. film. I like the way it's that looked. It's kind of funny how his name's Eric Bana. Yeah. He's like Banner. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to, because it starts off, and I was like, David Banner. Who they recon like? Because in the comics, I think it's a different name. They gave him David Banner to, of course, homage to the original show, because he's David Banner in the old show mm. and not in this one. So they gave David Banner's name to his dad. I thought that was kind of cool, nice little Easter egg. I thought they were both going to be the Hulk at some point, but they oh, went that's a different. True. They went a different uh, no, route. No, he is the uh, what's, what, the Absorbing Man. The Absorbing Yeah, yeah. he is the Absorbing Man, a big comic book villain, big time Hulk villain. Um, I just think that it's weird that he was testing on his son mm-hmm. as, as it a, does exactly as a, well, he didn't he didn't want it to be uh, so when he was doing the experiments he injected himself right and then yep. he didn't know that it would go on genetically to the next to his kid 
So right. that's, I thought that was a pretty cool origin story for that. But I think it's kind of weird to like, because he was given all of this like warnings on how bad the serum is. And mm-hmm. like, th- this is potentially has really harmful effects. And he's like, I don't care. And then he tested on his son. Like, I feel like you have to like be crystal clear on whether or not this would work before you give it to your son. To test it on yourself mm-hmm. is one thing, but I'm like, dude. Well, I don't think he cared about the longevity. I think he was like, all right, either this kid is cured or he dies because he was going to kill him anyway. Yeah, that's so, true. I, I guess that's kind of true. I just thought it was kind of weird, and it kind of was off-putting. It didn't want live. Mm-hmm. It was a tragic backstory. Yeah, let's go. But, let's go into that. The motives in this movie are kind of, kind of whack. Yeah, <laughs> like the motives for the dad. Why does he continue to want to absorb Hulk's powers when he has powers of his own that are where he can so- absorb anything? Yeah, you know. Like he can legit, like he wants to turn himself into a table or achieve. And then the we same find out density. he can't even absorb Hulk's power because he has too me- he has too much energy. Yeah. I also think that having him as the main villain, and he's not even really in it for most of it. You know, yeah. like he's absent a lot of the he time. He was he was weird at the beginning. Did you guys get weird feelings out of him? Oh uh, yeah, because of how close he was to people. <laughs> yeah, and then like he, that like, first scene where, where we see him as an old, older guy in the uh, hospital, and he's right up close to him. He's like, "You're you're my banner. You're my <laughs> what? My Bruce." <laughs> also, like uh, his friendship Bruce with uh, the young Sam Elliott, who is, I guess, uh, General Thunderbolt Ross in this movie, played by Sam Elliott. The, the scene where he's introduced, Sam Elliott, I went, this is how it went. I was like, dude, Sam Elliott? Dude, Jin from Lost? Holy crap! Daniel Day like, Kim, Daniel let's Day go. Kim. I, that's why I asked you. I was like, did you see? <laughs> dude, he makes a little cameo here. That was beautiful. He had two scenes and they were they were glorious. They were Was, glorious. was Lost was gone at this time or was this before No, Lost? this is before Lost. When did Lost start? Um, 2005. Okay, so. Or four. This was the reason why he was in Lost. Well, if, uh, <laughs> if you keep your eyes peeled, you will see Daniel Day Kim reappear in our watch along. And really? Sam Elliott. And Sam Elliott. Really? Am I missing something? Have I seen the film? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Dang it. I got it. It's also like this role. It's a small cameo. Sam Elliott is. I agree. Oh, yeah. I, I know which one he's in. I, but I, I also will say this. No, you know what? General Thunderbolt Ross. He was good. Mm-hmm. I liked him. As Sam Elliott, though. I thought he was weird. Uh, I've never seen Sam Elliott with a trimmed mustache like that. That is true. His mustache was pretty Because usually he's got the, the kind of handlebar one going on. That's right? true. That is very true. Uh, I wrote this down, though. I wrote, the soldier dude is a great actor, referring to Sam Elliott, General Thunderbolt Ross, as a young person. Mm-hmm. Very sarcastically, though. He was a horrible actor. <laughs> I can't really remember the scenes that he was in. I've tried to really, like... I don't know. There's a lot about this movie that I just don't like, but his they were very acting explosive. in this, yeah, his acting as a young man was not good at all. The young actors for uh, the dad and Sam Elliott, I think they they were very short tempered for no reason, uh, and that caused many action accidents to happen. Do you, do you guys talking about the flashback? Do you guys know what that explosion was? Does it I, explain it th- at all? This is the first movie in our watch through where. There were like probably five scenes in this film where I was scratching my head. Yep. And I I just didn't care to look up what actually happened. <laughs> I have no idea why that explosion happened. I don't know. So he, he stabs Bruce's mom. Mm-hmm. She crawls out to the desert. Which was a weird scene. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. That, that, that's right. That's right. stretches out her hand. Remember he, he turned those keys? He turned those keys and that was the, the meltdown or something at the base. 
And that was the explosion. This is where I'm at right now. Like, I believe you. That's where I'm at. I believe, <laughs> if, if you say that happened, It was I'm very weird. early on. They should have shown it later. But, um, yeah, it was – he had the two keys. I think it was uh, Banner. David Banner, was that his name? And he, he turned the keys to get revenge on Sam Elliott's younger self. Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Yeah. Thunderbolt. Ross. <laughs> whatever his name is. Because he destroyed his experiments and stuff. So – uh, I think that was why he on blew accident, up the base. Though, right? No, he was totally he like, he was still the like you're out of here. Well, you can't be here anymore because I told you no. Yeah. And then he's like, no, stop. I need this to cure my kid or something. <laughs> <laughs> Knocks everything over, destroys the experiments. And yeah, it was the, the motives were just so weird. Like, why wouldn't yeah. he let him if it's his own kid? And sure, there are DCFS rights or whatever, but they didn't talk about that. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, we can't have you here because we told you no. Why? <laughs> and we were talking about bad acting. I'll say this. I don't know if you guys agree. I don't think Eric Bana was great as Hulk either. Mm, like, he he's... didn't endear me to him at all. He, a lot of his performance was just bland and just straightforward. They tried to make it like a thoughtful superhero movie, mm -hmm. but they just made it so boring and dull. And that's a lot of the, like, that's a lot due to Eric Bana. Like, ev every line he delivers is just the same yeah um, yes oh except for <laughs> that was the moment in the film i think it's like halfway through that was the moment in the film where i was like holy catfish did i just watch that happen for context guys he's sitting with jennifer connelly and he's he's this he's is the turned, day after he's turned first. into the hulk yeah and he's sitting there and he goes he's like yeah, i can hear my heartbeat Boom. And then it pans over to Jennifer Connelly's face for like three seconds and she's like visibly concerned. You get real Anakin Padme vibes when Anakin's screaming about killing uh, Tusken Raiders. And it pans back to him and he says it again. Boom. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, holy crap. It just goes on for one or too many booms. <laughs> and two, like, okay, three too many booms. I think, I think one or two would have been bad. fine. I think it would have worked. But... <laughs> It's it's kind of the same vibes for um, yeah. uh, at the end of episode three. Did you know that the theatrical cut of episode three has a longer no? Yes. Yes. The, and it hasn't been released since. Just so <laughs> weird. Like why? Why should have been left on the theatrical cut floor? <laughs> uh, it's yeah, yeah. It's just weird. I think Jennifer Connelly tries to do as well as she can, but I she, think she does also a, go, comes off as bland to me. Yeah, I think she's one of the better actors, but yes, not agreed. compared to. There's nothing really to show much. I think Sam Elliott and Jennifer Connelly do the best job. Um, and then Nick Nolte, if that's what he was going for, was this creepy <laughs> dude. I think I he's alright. He yeah, he achieved it. I think that it was weird how... Uh, so Nick Nolte, in this movie, he just gets out of prison a month before this movie takes place. Yes. From killing his mom. and uh, for, Or for killing his wife, Nick Nolte's wife. Uh, Bruce Banner's mom. So uh, he shows up a month, and he's a month to get this job as a janitor at the hospital, buy this place or rent it, I don't care, own this place, <laughs> barbed wire, barb wire it up, all. trash it to heck. It is, that place looks so lived and in for a month. you're not talking about how he uh, trained and uh, turned his dogs into mutants. Yeah, in a month. <laughs> this It's insane how... Uh, I, I think that if you were living a year or so, I can see that. But a month, 
between getting out of prison for his entire yeah. adult life, because that what was it? What was it? Twenty years? Twenty years he was in I, prison. Yes, I think it was at least that long. Yeah. yeah. I can see him becoming a janitor in that time, but no, I think he said he's that he was in prison for thirty years. Thirty years? Yes. Okay. Okay. I can see that. That would put that would put Bruce as what forty? He's older. He's like thirty-six. He's young when that happens. Yeah, he'll be like thirty-six. You think he was six though? He had a binky in that flashback. (laughs) That's true. No, he had a binky before. I think they said he was like thirty-three. Thirty-three. I can see that. Hmm. I'm not sure though. I don't see uh, Nick Nolte as being late fifties though. <laughs> oh, dude, he had a. I mean, he looks like he could be in his seventies. His hair and the beard and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just prefer Nick Nolte as a two foot ugly. So was me. his That's was his uh, motive from the start to get revenge on uh, Thunderbolt? Well, that's a great question. What the heck was his motive? Because in the end, you see why him? was he at the hospital if his motive was to get Thunderbolt? I, that's the thing, man. I think he worked at a hospital to get close to Bruce <laughs> in some way. Bruce. But in the end, aren't him and Thunderbolt in cahoots? Because they have... Right, that they ending scene was so weird. So that they bring weird. him to this place. They bring him to this place that kind of reminds me of the end of X-Men. Um, mm, yep. where, the, where they got that, that like, dome play. I don't yeah. know. And they, they, it's just an empty room with this... I think it's an energy extractor? Because I think what they wanted to do was get the energy out of both of them, but Nick Nolte had b- other motives because he wanted and to use... Wasn't, he wasn't tied down, though. He wasn't tied down. He was moving around, and so it, it made it seem like he was with Thunderbolt. It was so confusing. So they just let him walk around free. I don't know what Thunderbolt thought was going to happen there, or who made this machine that was going to extract the energy from these two guys. I don't know. And I will. So when the Hulk goes crazy mm. in the desert mm. and yep. chucks tanks and starts killing uh, dudes, <laughs> I was like, "All right, this is cool. That, <laughs> that's cool." And then the movie, like, this is a good climax. To oh, and then we film. get the chase through the through the. <laughs> and then he yeah. proceeds to hop around the world. That was sick. <laughs> he jumps around the world, and I'm like, "Okay, okay, this is a weird ending to this film." Then I pause it. Forty minutes left. Holy catfish, dude! Oh crap! And the dude. same thing happened halfway through the film. I paused it. We were forty minutes into that's what I'm saying. And when you when that when the film does that to you, that's how you know it's a bad film. He when turns into the Hulk. End. I think like, forty minutes in, he turns into the Hulk. That was at the end of the first day. Did you right? guys see him? Did you guys see him lift up that tank head mm. and hit his nuts with the tank? Uh, with the tank, uh, the big. Oh my gosh! Did the, he react to it? Yeah. Hold oh, on. Dude. Did you guys not catch that? No, I didn't. Oh, no, I saw the you know what, dog on. clamp on him. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait, 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 yeah. Talk, talk about. Let's that talk about scene. that forest scene. So yeah. in that scene, what I noticed, I was watching with my mom. I watched the first half with my mom, and, <laughs> and she uh, ditched, and then she went to bed. She was tired. So because I watched it at like ten o'clock, I finished at almost midnight. So um, that forest scene when he's jumping around, when he jumps up onto the tree. And it's super dark on him. He's not wearing any pants. Yep. He's <laughs> not wearing any Gave pants. Big Thor Ragnarok vibes. Yeah. So he, when he's on that, that branch, he doesn't have pants. You can see the upper thigh and his waist. There's nothing there. 
But when he falls, it's back on. So I was like, whew, all right, he's got pants again. We're good. Dang. Yeah, there are some parts of this movie that I will say are really cool. Like that fight scene at the end, I thought that was sick, where he's jumping around in the canyons. I thought that was pretty sick. Yeah, that was cool. It yeah. wasn't like the best, but it was cool. No. Uh, there was, they, they use Hulk's powers in a way that a movie like Daredevil didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, they bring up the concept of, all right, now Bruce is knocked out. Let's extract him. Let's extract the powers out of him by using his uh, subconscious to transform him. Ooh. I thought that was pretty sick where they put him in that chamber. They were like, all right, let's get him angry, but we're going to drill into him before he has a chance to get yes. too angry. I thought that okay. was pretty sick. But they should have. Because yeah. they, they, they don't do that. They don't do that. Why did they one. keep him unconscious? He can't turn into the Hulk if he's sleeping. True. You're, no one's they, ever why angry they, when Why'd they wake sleeping? him up? They were yeah. telling the line too much. and I, It was just to build up that last uh, escape. And I thought that was pretty sick, though, anyway. So he, he makes a fool of the, the government. Nah, I like that. I could t So, <laughs> Mike, Micah, you're a man who loves to talk about budgets. You could tell that this movie had a pretty big budget. Big budget, yeah. You want to know what the budget was? I do want to know all what right, the budget I got all, was. I, I made a new page on our, oh, on our no sheet with go. all the budgets, box office, and domestic box office. So... Uh, Hulk was at 137 million for the box or for the budget, which makes it our uh, third highest with Spider-Man with 139. Oh no, second highest. Second highest. Second highest. It's almost as big of a movie as Spider-Man. What did it make in total? It made domestically 132 and global 245. So that puts it yeah, that makes uh, just a little less than X-Men 1. It has the biggest box office drop-off for second week. I know that. I saw that. <laughs> oh, I know. You know what? I think that came out before Morbius did. I think Morbius holds that record right now. I think so, yeah. But uh, Hulk has Hulk had the biggest drop-off. Morbius any. did cross 150, though. I will give it that. It made 150. It wow. made 162. Probably because of the memes. Probably because of the memes. Probably because of the memes. I know. Uh, I saw this one YouTube video where a guy saw Morbius six times in one week just to see if, if it was <laughs> Morbius sweep man all the way Morbius sweep. anyway we're talking about Hulk that's right so uh, do you have, do you have uh, another point you want to bring up with uh, I, yeah with what I don't know just okay yes I do uh, Talbot do you guys know who do you guys remember Talbot he was one of the uh, soldiers he was the soldier who got injured halfway through and he had to like walk with a kid yeah he was our, our he, comic relief enemy guy the man I, who <laughs> walks into a cell with a taser yeah. To this man, he knows if this guy gets angry, he'll uh, he'll turn into big. It green. was pretty in in inconsistent with the getting angry, though. Didn't you think we never saw? Because uh, in in the next Hulk movies, we see how he controls the anger, and he's like, "All right, so I'm gonna lower my blood pressure. I'm gonna lower my heart rate, and I'm gonna control this." But in this movie, he just doesn't turn into the Hulk. He, mm. he just gets he just gets beaten up, but he doesn't. Yeah. In, in the other movies, it's more of a uncontrolled, but yeah. He doesn't seem like a smart character at all. Bruce mm -hmm. Banner is supposed to be this genius yeah. scientist. This guy's dumb as buns. He, Good point. <laughs> Good point. He's a... I, like, I can't... That's the thing. I can't root for him either. Mm -hmm. I can't root for Eric Banner because he's so boring. But anyway, what I was going to say about Talbot is his freaking death scene... Holy catfish. He shoots the Hulk with this missile. It bounces off back and blows up behind him. <laughs> that was and you sick. get the greatest <laughs> cut death of a freeze frame white outline around his death and then it pans out like you're in a comic book Straight panel. Straight out of a comic book. It goes to the panel. next scene. Like I was like, what the heck? And then I was like, you know what? That's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love that. It was it's so funny, man. He's got the grenade launcher. He shoots, he's like, give me that grenade launcher. I'm gonna get him. <laughs> 
bounces off his skin. So, I, I thought that was Love how comedically injured he is, too. Yeah, right. He's got a neck brace, a sling, and a, a cast on his leg. All right, bro. <laughs> like, calm down. Also, when he, when he comes in to interrogate the Hulk, when he's like chained up in between those walls. They speed up his walking towards him because it was going to take too long for him to hobble over to the hall. Oh I was like, dang, dude, it's just, I wondered why they didn't just cut halfway when he was sitting right there to him being at the hall. He, he looks like someone who you would rear end in a normal day and then when you go to court, he shows up looking like that. Yes, that is a great point. He, he kind of plays the same sort of character in, uh, he plays in Ford vs. Ferrari, have you guys seen that one? He plays the the dude that they just make fun of for not being very professional or whatever. Yeah, I've like, seen the guy. He, he's trying to be really uh, really uppity and better than everyone else, but just is destroyed or whatever. Yeah. So, jeez. What do you think about the the intro of the movie? So we get the the Marvel logo and it's green. Yeah. And it's all Hulk comics. Hulk comics. Yeah. Oh, that was sick. And, you and get, then the opening credits. You get uh, Ang Lee and then Kevin Feige's name. Attached to this, yeah. I, I love watching these because it's Kevin like, Feige is attached to every single one. Kevin Feige can screw up. And I watched the Honest trailer, and that's what they said. Travel back to a time where Kevin Feige can t can still screw up a Marvel movie. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, pretty much. This I, guys, this movie's just. My last note here is the best part about this movie is the commercials that interrupted me because I watched it free on Amazon with ads. <laughs> what? That's the best part of this movie. As a joke, obviously, but that's just that. Reflected how I felt so that's, when the movie ended. So this movie took us two hours, eighteen minutes to watch. How long did it take you with ads? Uh, with ads, probably two and a half hours. I also mm. skipped around and rewound a couple of scenes. That boom scene, I probably watched three times. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because it was just so. I mean, that's a beautiful scene, guys. I love that. Unintentionally, it's beautiful. Not because of story wise, just because it's so comedically funny. I got a couple quotes. Yeah, if you want me to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, first quote. Two words, the door. Thought that one was that one caught me off guard. I was like, <laughs> "All right, we got Hulk is a little uh, a little sassy in this movie, and then he's never sassy again." Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to watch that temper. Thought that was you know throughout this movie they're hinting, "Oh, he's gonna turn, he's gonna turn," yep. and then the gamma starts and he's like, "Oh, all right, so now he's gonna turn." You know what turns him? Talbot, you're making me angry. He gets a phone call. You oh. guys realize that? He gets a phone call. Yeah. And then His anxiety. that triggers him. And he yeah, turns so, into the hall. So in this movie, it's not the anger that gets him. It's the flashbacks. Do you remember that? He, he was talking about how uh, it exemplifies emotions from... Uh, or or the, the, the PTSD or whatever... From his childhood. That he yeah. blocked off is causing this increased heart rate yes. and all that. So I thought that was a different take and... Yeah. It's own little original thing. Him getting angry because of a phone call reminded me of this this scene in the old uh, cartoon show where Bruce is driving this guy in a Jeep, and the guy go the guy they had just stopped for a bathroom break like three minutes ago, and then the I forget who's sitting with Bruce, but he goes, Bruce, I got I gotta go pee. You gotta pull over again. I gotta use the bathroom, and then no joke. This is from the. Uh, the the show. It's like, no, 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 no! Oh, why do you have to pee? You just peed five minutes ago! Wait a minute, I think I've seen this. Yeah, and you're, he you're, turns into the Hulk. Oh my gosh, you are triggering a, a really, really old memory of my I think I haven't seen any I old shows. So if you watch the Avengers Blu-ray, 
I think there's a snippet that plays before the film. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, I remember this. Holy... You just beat five minutes ago! Yes! Oh my gosh! Speaking of Old Hulk, we got a couple That's cameos. Crazy. Yes! Okay! Yes! This is the cameo segment. We got not one, but two, two in the same scene. They were talking to each other. First one, obviously, Stan Lee makes a cameo mm -hmm. in this movie. They thought this movie was going to be great. And to some, actually, it kind of still is. But I don't think it was the worst movie we've I seen so I also far. don't think it's the worst We'll get movie. to it. We'll get to it. Um, but you want to say who it was who was with Stan Lee yeah. sitting right there? His name is Lou Ferrigno. Is that right? Am I yes. pressing that right? Yes. Ferrigno? Yes. Ferrigno? All right. Who played Hulk in the original TV show back in the 80s. The immensely popular TV Which show. Is, we also see him in the 2008 that's movie, too. That's so we'll that, he, that show was my introduction to Hulk. Really? That Really? I, yeah, I watched the classic TV network, MeTV, nice. Antenna TV. I, Hulk was on that channel. I would watch that. Did you ever watch... Sorry, side note. Did you ever watch the, the one where he was with Daredevil and Thor? No, I, I never think there was an one. episode with that. There's I an think. episode with Daredevil in it, and then there's an episode with Thor in it. Oh, okay. So they're separate. Okay. So, um... What do you guys think about the Hulk voice in this movie? We don't hear much of the Hulk voice. He has like what? One line? He has like two or three lines. Okay. But what do you guys think of it? Uh, I thought it was good. It was good. Big brutish. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. What so did he say? I think I, it's 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 better than uh, in Ragnarok. I don't mm. like the Hulk voice in Ragnarok mm. because it's very it's very electronic, and that's the first one where they don't use Lou Ferrigno as they used Lou Ferrigno. Not in this. Hulk? Not in oh, this. Okay. Okay. Uh, but in Age of Ultron, they use Lou Ferrigno, and wow. in um, The Incredible Hulk, they use... Are you positive? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Voice of the Incredible Hulk, and Wait, The Incredible really? Hulk. And in Avengers and Age in of Avengers, Ultron? Age of Ultron. I thought they would have used... No, no, that was, that's like one of the only uh, Hulk facts I know, is that they Interesting. Use, and that's why he sounds so much better in Age of Ultron and The Incredible Hulk, is because they use his voice, and it's just a deeper voice. What they I just use Ruffalo in? I thought they used Ruffalo. They just use Ruffalo right. in Ragnarok. Uh, in yeah. Ragnarok, and they just pitch it down, and it sounds really bad. But oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's one of my only things with um, with Ragnarok is that voice. Otherwise, I think it's an awesome movie. But uh, with the Hulk here, um, yeah, I I got a couple more things to talk about yeah. here. Bring it's them up. Uh, our second movie with a naked person. So last week or nice. a couple weeks ago, we had X two with you are going to keep track of this. I will. I, I will. It. I will. Yep. yep. And then we got naked uh, naked Hulk in this. We'll nice. see another naked Hulk in two thousand eight. Does he count though? And we in, didn't. Uh, we didn't count Mystique when she. She's different. She's different. Yeah. She. We I, saw I, I actually naked Hulk. We had full front. Uh, didn't see his wiener, but that's okay. That's okay. That's right. okay. Didn't want to see it. So uh, other things that I liked about this movie, Rat Hulk. I thought that was sick. Rat Hulk? We don't get any more of that though. Oh, I wish, ends I wish we that. had Rat Hulk more. Rat Hulk. So I'm, there's a scene with uh, David early on, Banner. Early on. He's working in. No, it's later in the movie, I think. No, it's early on. I've got oh, early the on. rat that turns into like this big monster? Yeah. yeah. Is that. Yes. Okay, no, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> after, after the first day where he turns into Hulk and he's recovering with. Uh, with Jennifer Connelly's character, and they're at that table, and they're eating breakfast, and they got that whole spread. I like how he's drinking Monster and Mountain Dew, you know, some green oh. drinks. <laughs> that got a laugh out of me. Um, we've got uh, the Hulk dogs biting the nuts. That was funny. 
I didn't catch oh, that. Yeah, he rips that apart one. those Hulk dogs, yes. man. Yes, he yes. rips them apart. He throws them away. I thought that was sick. And the fight sequences, I think it's a really good one. Yeah, it's they funny. they choreographed yes. the way dog, more interesting than Daredevil. I'll say that as yeah. a concept, though. The Hulk dogs. What are those? Like what? what? I don't care. They're cool. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how how uh, Nick Nolte's character. Nick Nolte's character, which is uh, just listed as dad in IMDb. Oh, interesting. Um, I thought it was, uh, I don't know how he got the serum to inject these dogs in a month. I mean, he worked at the hospital. He was able to get the stuff, but whatever. I'll let it pass because it was cool. Uh, what do you guys think about the dad's powers? I think we don't get enough of it. And Definitely. I think Nick Nolte's not a great person to be playing the absorbing mm -hmm. man. But I think Ang Lee has stated that this he wanted this movie to be a very deep character study of the Hulk, a thoughtful... Like, I can see where he was going with that. I can see where he was going for that. but He didn't get it, but... He didn't get it. I, I think that the script needed a rework. Yeah, um, big time. But big time. the things around the script, like I've said multiple times. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, the CGI was pretty good. The CGI was ILM. It was ILM. It was ILM, yeah. The sets were really cool. I thought the set when he, uh, in the lab, when Hulk's going crazy in the lab, mm. I thought that was a pretty cool sequence. And by the lab, I don't mean the the lab that Banner works in. I mean the, the, the government lab with the... Yellow railings. Oh no way! Scrolling I'm with through you. the, uh, I'm with you. Scrolling through the uh, trivia, the CGI for the dog fight was the most difficult that ILM had done up to that point. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's two CGI characters fighting each other. Right. No, it's four because there's the three yeah. dogs. Yeah. And uh, then Hulk. Yeah. No. So this would have been right during production of episode two. Mm -hmm. So they probably were doing this right during the same There's, time. The CGI yeah, in the Star Wars movies weren't complex, though. That's true. That's true. It was either humanoids or yeah. uh, just scenery. So You had to create, like, these demon Hulk dogs, which is yeah. just, again... It's or just, ships. And just, ships, they're static. So yeah, they that's true. Um, another thing, uh, so in the, in the labs, that reminded me that this is the Hulk movie that inspires the Hulk ride at Universal. You guys been to Universal? No. The Hulk ride is pretty sick, and they have that set built as the waiting area for the Hulk ride. Interesting. That circular lab area. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the yellow railings. I was like, oh, that's straight out of the movie. All right, that was pretty sick. That is cool. So I will say, though, like, this movie did a lot for pop culture at the time. Oh, it totally This is did. what boosted Hulk to, like, because This before, movie is so creative in its cinematography, and I think that's what pushes it to, to make that you know? Yes, absolutely. Like, before you had Iron Man, Cap, and, and uh, Thor as, like, the big three, the big three during this amount of time was, like, Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Hulk. And mm -hmm. this movie made him so big. So even though the movie wasn't so big, Speak? yeah, like, it yeah. wasn't, like, it's really got a hold of pop culture. And me and you were talking about this when I started. When I finished it, it was like, do you remember those big green Hulk fists? With the bar in the middle and you, oh, yeah. you held him like that's from they this made movie. Sounds when he punched. Yeah, they like speakers in him. Yeah, I I never saw this. It was movie. trying to be yeah. another because Spider Man was huge. They were trying to make yeah. it just like Spider Man. I think with they, you know yeah. poser and all. <laughs> yeah. I think they got Danny Elfman because he did so well for yeah. Spider Man. They yeah. all do I the think, same. I think Hulk. he may have done this in a weekend or something. He was like, uh oh, I gotta I, I gotta have this music pumped out by Monday. <laughs> God, I had to do the Hulk movie. I will say this: you're saying like Hulk was a big character. The fact that, like, the angrier he gets, the bigger he gets. Yes. That was another thing. I think it was whenever he was hit. Because he was shot a bunch of times and he got bigger. Or was it when he got angrier? Was it? 
Yeah, they me and Will highlighted this scene when we were watching it. A dog bites onto his. Oh, yeah, he gets bigger. His shoulder, and he flexes it, and the dog's head explodes. Oh, I thought that was geez. that was one of the coolest sequences in the film. That was a really cool sequence, even though the dogs are a dumb idea. Him tearing apart those like the like the brutality of it. Holy cow, is insane. <laughs> what did so so. To go back to Danny Elfman, what, yeah. what else did he do at this time? So he did Spider-Man. He did Spider-Man. Why was this he's such a bad nightmare book? Nightmare, nightmare but that was 93. Christmas. Yeah, I'm just talking about what he's done uh, before. Um, I don't know why he didn't, like, it's just not, I will say, like, there is a style to it, but mm-hmm. it's not evident. It's not in your face. I think this is just another case of a movie, and a lot of movies have this, unfortunately, of just a bad soundtrack. Oh, you don't get it that you don't get it that time. often from like big superhero films. Yeah. But I don't know for some reason this movie just did not do very well with the soundtrack, and it kind of disappoints me. Mm. It really disappoints me. Do you guys have anything else you want to bring up about uh, this movie? They yeah. call him Anger Man, Code Man, Anger Man. Angry Man? Yeah, Anger Man. Nice. All right, nice. I just liked we got the name drop mutant in the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where? He, uh, the Ross call, calls the dogs mutant dogs. Yes. I, okay, I do remember that. I like how uh, he bites off the head of the missile and then spits it out. Yes, yeah. And it explodes. That was sick. <laughs> um, and then uh, we finish We finish the movie where he's uh, he's the, a medic out in some... Some Spanish country, which Spanish-speaking country, with a frog on his head. With a frog on his yeah. head. Weird enough, and he drops the line. He drops the line. You're making me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. In Spanish, though. In Spanish, yes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but that's where Incredible Hulk, start, Hulk starts off. Yeah. The MCU one. I was gonna say he's this. Say he's in. They're a uh, continuation. Uh, is it though? Like. <laughs> A lot of the same things happen, you know, like Betty. Well, because when stuff. Natasha goes to Hulk in Avengers, he's also in Mexico That's being what, a doctor. So, like, there is some continuation there, you know, which is kind of cool. But I, I don't know, guys. Or it's kind of like how Spider-Man's always with Aunt May. You know, yes, it's just probably just a core part of the character. He's just helping people out. After this, once he becomes it, he's just helping people out wherever he can, running away from the government. Yeah. So. That's that's where I see it, but I don't know, guys. This is just, it didn't do it for me. It didn't do it for me. Do you have anything else you want to bring up from your notes, or do Nothing we want to go into? Do we want to go into favorite scene? Oh, I remembered why I wrote down Iron Man because yes. Why did you do that? The um, I forget how it happens, but Hulk. Oh yeah, he's on the plane. The guy on the plane flies up to space. And it freezes just like Oh, that's Iron right, Man. yeah. Yeah, because that's how the, the end of Iron really? Man goes. Because him and... Uh, what's um the bad guy's name in Iron Man? I forget. Shoot. It's we'll find out in a couple weeks. It. Obadiah Stane. Obadiah Stane, yeah. yeah. He's in the original, the Mark One or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. They're flying up. And earlier in the movie, you Iron Man realized that he needs to... I just solved the freezing problem. Yeah, the freezing <laughs> problem. Yes. He flies up. <laughs> And then it freezes and Obadiah falls. Mm. So that just reminded me of that scene with the, the Hulk. Yeah, because the plane flies up, the Hulk freezes, then he falls into the lake. Or the, the uh, whatever that is. Whatever the <laughs> body of water is. Yes, I agree. That's cool. I didn't catch that. Collateral oh. damage, Tony. I like how um, Absorbing Man was a pretty good villain uh, in that fight. <laughs> no, 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 no
because what? Oh, okay. he picks him up. He can't touch him. That's a physical uh, thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, All right, he's I'm a terrible character. That. Good villain in that in a, a sense where he's foe, a like foe physically. Yeah, physically yeah. for Hulk. Because you know it's hard to have that villain. Final fight confused me. What was was that in his head or? It was on it was that real. bubble. Yeah, it wasn't that bubble. But there yeah. were flashbacks incorporated into yeah. the scene, and it just really confused me a lot. Ang Lee was trying to do too much with this movie. He mm. was trying to create like a, an interesting father-daughter dynamic, study, but an interesting father-son dynamic. But like, I don't know. It just really did not work created at all. No interesting relationships at all. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. And. Oh, what was it truly is the Dark Knight before the Dark Knight. <laughs> is, that what, is that what someone said? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. He, you look someone at some point. On Do you have any reviews? The thing is, if Absorbing Man is Absorbing Man, they really didn't make him cool at all. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't become Absorbing Man to what? The third act? Yeah, the like film? the third act. He's got the... Um, so in the first opening shots in the movie, we see that he's creating the serum, and he injects himself with it. And it's from... Starfish and uh, I wrote it down because I stopped it. I was like, oh, this is gonna be important later and sea cucumbers For the regenerative stuff because what he was doing at the beginning was he was trying to make a regenerative Serum that makes people have that starfish abilities and it just didn't work, but he still had the stuff in him so all he needed was the gamma rays to Kick it off kind of is that Hulk? Is that how Hulk gets it before? So he has the gamma rays, sure, but does he have that injection before that makes him different? In no. Else? So what I was going to highlight earlier is this movie remind me a lot of the Amazing Spider-Man because mm -hmm. in the Amazing Spider-Man, Peter gets bit by the spider, but later to feel that the the spider serum only works on Peter because mm. his dad made it that way. Oh, okay. And also in this film, you see that because Bruce has already injected that. Um, when the gamma rays hit him, he doesn't die because of what his father did. And that was an interesting take on on the Hulk. I thought, you know, anything that they can do to make it their own character, I thought was pretty neat. So, I agree. It wasn't I, executed the best, but you got you got reviews. For I it? do. I do have a, a review, and it's from 2003 when this movie came out. Uh, and the most common review on IMDb was a six out of ten. That mm -hmm. that was the most common place one, uh, and it says kid stuff. The Hulk is an obvious and simple-minded effects fest with a plot that is about as substantive as a Sunday morning cartoon, which is strange, I disagree with that. The film offers a good cast, excellent effects, and a whole bunch of surreal pseudo-scientific nonsense built around a silly storyline in which the good are nauseatingly good and the bad are not only bad but mean as well. Lee screws around for 40 minutes before we even get to see the Hulk and then stretches his thin story to two and a half hours in this protracted uh, tale. It's 218, come on. <laughs> This is what this guy said. I watch you with ads like Ben. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tale of the big green guy who I much preferred when Big Louie, obviously Lou Ferrigno, was playing him. Sucky but slick stuff, which may appeal to infantile comic freaks. Ang Lee should go back to doing what he does best and make real people flicks again. Yeah, so that's what Ang Lee did. He did the kind of character study, um, yeah. but not for characters. This was like his first... Character yeah, monster. Study, right? I would say this like if you're a massive comic book fan at the time and you just want to see a movie where the Hulk gets big and green and smashes. If stuff, you're a Hulk fan, you'll love this movie. Yeah, this isn't like the worst film for that. Just everything else surrounding it is. Because you get bad. the the Hulk stuff. Now I gotta ask you guys, is there too much Hulk in this movie? Or too much Bruce Banner in this movie? 
or not enough of either one? Did there's, either side leave you desiring? There's too much one? movie in this movie. Too much movie That's in this movie? Say, I yeah. agree. Uh, too much Bruce we Banner. We don't need any more or any less saying. of. Okay. We just need less of. I think we need Hulk. less Bruce yeah. Banner, I think, if anything, for her to take something out. But then you need more Hulk, and I don't need more scenes of Hulk jumping around. I need any more scenes of Hulk. Well, because <laughs> it, would, it would cut between like him jumping around and then him like staring at the ground and plants, and I was like, mm. what's, what's going there through There are so many not... shots in this film where it is just moss on a rock. Yeah, what? Like, what the zoom, heck is like, that? Like my and that's why I gotta say those shots were beautiful, man. They were pretty cool. They didn't make sense, but they were cool. I mean, it makes I'm sense sure because he's a makes sense he's a botanist, like, bio bioengineer. Yeah, I guess. Like that. So it makes sense he would stop and appreciate those things, and it brings some. I guess if that was what Angley was going for, it brings some character to Hulk. He's not just a raging machine. He's someone who appreciates the nature. I don't know, but yeah. All right, guys, let's do favorite scene. Uh, do you guys have yours? Because I've got mine. Yes. Yeah, I got mine too. Okay, Micah, what is your favorite um, scene in Hulk? Favorite scene, I gotta go with just the shot that sticks with me the most is the uh, the scenic shots in the canyon. So going from the fight scene. Where, so he, he goes into these dunes from the nuketown and he's falling around. And I thought the sand physics and the walking around physics and the lighting looked really realistic for a CGI movie, so ILM did an amazing job on the whole. Yes. Um, and then, so from the time that he jumps out of the nuketown to that place to where he destroys all the cannons and then he's chased by the helicopters, I'd say that's just one scene, one big uh, thing there, so I'll go with that. Because okay. I, I love the helicopter scene, how he, he took out each helicopter, but I think they were trying to do it where he was smart about it, because nobody died, they didn't explode, mm. or they didn't... Because they would say, oh, I'm okay. All of them, they made sure that every single helicopter said, I'm okay, but I can't fly anymore. They didn't pull a man of steel, is yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> uh, one thing about that scene, though, is at the end, when they dropped the mountain, turned it into a parking lot, they said, and they dropped the whole mountain on them. Yeah. They didn't check to confirm the kill. They just left. They were like, yeah, we're good on fuel and, and missile and uh, weapons, so we're just going to head back now. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. <laughs> Ethan, do you have a favorite scene in Hulk? Yeah, I, I did really enjoy the, the scene where Hulk is fighting the, the mutant dogs. Mm. I thought it was quite fun. and You like the, the na when he's naked on the Yeah, range? that's my favorite part, when he's naked. <laughs> but he's sitting uh, on Hulk wieners. But... <laughs> no, no, but... <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a really entertaining scene, but I, it was just fun to watch, and I didn't think a lot of this movie was fun, so that's I, I, I agree, but the one scene that really sticks out for me is the, uh, the, the boom scene. Boom. That is my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> I watched it three times just because it was so great and comedic mm. unintentionally. He's trying to act his heart out and really tell how, like, really horrible it is to turn to the Hulk and... <laughs> like I can see how that could be so like spine chilling for someone who's really into this movie. I can see what they were trying to go for, because yeah, that that could be in you know, a low growl boom. That's true. They do it in Jurassic Park. I mean, it's not someone saying it, but they do the booms, and it's like, it's whatever. But chilling, chilling. Yeah. Uh, okay. What so I would like to be right now, uh, chilling. Yeah, I know, right? This room, <laughs> holy catfish. Uh, something we don't really like about the movie. It can be a scene or it can be an element of this film that we really, really don't like. Ethan, I'll start with you. What yes. is one okay. thing in this movie? So my least favorite scene is this film is is what I dubbed the Inception reference. Is when he is in the lab 
and he looks at the picture of him and Betty Ross and his brain, I thought that was sick! His I forgot to talk no, about no, that! It's terrible. He zooms out and it, it was this picture of them by a tree. And then it zooms out <laughs> to them taking pictures at the tree. Yes. But we stay in this memory, or this dream if you will. And then it never goes back to it. Then Betty tells a story about her childhood where her dad left her in an ice cream shop. So that that I dubbed that a dream inside a dream. Yep. And you no, have, she was talking about that was a dream, I thought. Oh, it was a dream. No, right, he but was, it was there. Bruce was there. I think that's in your that point though. Dream. But it just was so weird and it drove you deeper into this thing I didn't want to be in anyway. And does that scene mean anything? To, to the whole movie? It introduces her house. It's another... Because I wouldn't have really... And I mean, that, together that, that ice cream shop comes up later, Yeah, too. it does. It does. It connects that they're both together uh, at that uh, town. And then it also um, shows... It sets up that Bruce will eventually harm her. Because after that scene with the dogs, oh, okay. he does choke her out of rage because mm -hmm. he can't control it. Okay. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then but for the most part, he can control it when he's around her. Yeah. That's kind of what she mm -hmm. does. Is she calms him down. So it gives us more examples of um, things to relate to later in the movie. At, yeah, and it shows how bad of a dad her dad is. Mm -hmm. You leave a child and... Well, he had a place to go. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the thing. Ugh. And... And it connects the two stories too. It shows that all right, his, uh, her dad left and possibly died because of um, Bruce Banner's dad setting off the bomb. But I just Ethan. I think that transition work. was the worst transition in the film mm. when he's looking at the picture and it dives into a flashback. I thought it was terrible. I thought it looked amazing. I thought that whole <laughs> scene. Because it's so creative, man. That's like, it reminded me of Harry creative Potter. Creative is definitely a word. It reminded me of Harry Potter. Oh, in a good way for me. In a good way for me. Because it reminded me of Harry Potter when they got the pictures and the pictures are moving in the newspaper okay. and stuff. And then it zooms in and it's like, oh, wow, we're here. And they're wearing turtleneck sweaters. And, <laughs> and it's the Redwood Forest. And the Redwood Forest is fantastic. I think it's an amazing set piece that they did there. That is true. Anytime you go to the Redwood Forest, I think of Planet of the Apes. Yeah, Planet of the Apes. I was just supposed to bring that really, up. Really, really cool. Um, but for Micah, I know you kind of really like that scene, but what is a scene or an element of the movie that you really don't like? Uh, I really don't like the dad when he's not being uh, the absorbing man. Nick, uh, okay. So yep. I think that whenever... Uh, especially when... All right, what's her name? We always... Forget her name. Jennifer Connelly? Jennifer Connelly. Betty Ross. Betty Ross, yeah. Uh, when she's... When she goes to his house and they're on the couch, I was just confused the whole time. I wasn't sure why she was there and why uh, he took the... Oh, wait, no, yeah, that, that's, right, that's right. He took the scarf so that the dogs would have her scent so mm. that they can find her. But I don't know how they would find her if she went into a car or... I don't know. It's that's the only plot hole that bothers me about this movie is the dad and why his motives are so strange and yeah. I, I don't like how awkwardly close he gets to people. It's weird. Yeah. It the dad is my least favorite part of this movie. Yeah. My, the least my my thing my whole thing about the how weird this movie is is not it, it's not it can't be summed up in a scene. And it is an element of this movie, and the biggest offense to me 
in this movie is Eric Banner's Bruce Banner. Mm. He is so unintentional, like boring. I know it's he's projected to be thoughtful, but it just comes off as boring. I'm not engaged whenever he's on screen. His line delivery, like Ethan said, is so monotone. Any scene that he's in when he's not the Hulk is really boring, in my opinion. So that is the, my least favorite element of this movie. Um, and with that being said, do we want to go into scores? Do we give our do? Do we want to go into scores for this movie? Uh, yeah. Do you have do your it. score, Mike? I got my score. Ethan, do you have your score for this I movie? I have a score. Yes. All right, uh, Micah, start us off. All right. What would you give? What would you give Hulk two thousand three? So, looking at my scores previously, I definitely think it's better than Daredevil. I enjoyed it more than Daredevil for sure, um, because Daredevil was just like. So bad. <laughs> um, I don't think I had as much fun watching it as I did with Howard the Duck. I don't think I'd watch it again. Uh, I think I said that the seven range would be the watchable, the rewatch territory. So it's not definitely not a seven. Definitely not um, as good as Howard the Duck. I would say since fives, <laughs> since fives for me are uh, middle of the road. You know, nothing really. Nothing good, nothing bad. Sure, there may be a couple good things, but it doesn't make the whole experience better. Sure, there may be some memorable things, but um, we'll give it a 5.6. A 5.6. Wow. I agree yeah. with, with IMDb's oh. 5.6. Okay. Okay, all right. Ethan, what is your score for Hulk? Angley's right. Hulk. So for so much of this movie, it's just it's so over-convoluted, the plot and... The, the writing's not good. It's it's overly just just complicated. They convolute it, and there's there's so much going in there. Eric Bana, he's not good. He's not a good lead. And like I said, I was confused for so much of this film. I saw what Ang Lee was trying to do, and and we avoided this the whole podcast. But a running joke when this movie came out was, "You wouldn't like me when I'm Ang Lee." So I, uh, oh, I didn't really? hear about that. Yes. interesting. So I thought I just wanted to shout that out. Dang. But no, I, I definitely like this movie better than than Daredevil, and I disagree with Micah. This is better than Howard the Duck. I put this at a at a five, or no, yeah, five out of ten. Five, five out of ten. Yeah, right. five point six and five out of ten. Dang, you guys are gonna hate me. I did not like this movie. I really didn't like this movie. I think talking about it now, we can't even really make sense of the plot. And that is a big no-no. Even for Daredevil, we could uh, go over what the major plot points were. I was confused the whole time. I don't think there was one character that I can really relate to. My only real, real positives with this was Hulk CGI and the unintentionally funny moments between Talbot and then also Bruce Banner. I don't really have a lot of great things to say. For Micah, it worked. All those transitions. For me, it did not. It took away yeah, a for me, lot. I thought Talbot was real funny. I thought the yeah, he was <laughs> no, he like he was funny, but like as a character, no, I think all of them really suffer. Mm -hmm. And it, like, I don't know, man. A lot of this movie was just really bad. I never want to watch this movie again. It's two hours and eighteen minutes of pure agony like not pure i don't want to say that because there was some moments where i really did like laugh out loud but i never want to watch this movie again it's long i don't connect with any of the characters i will say this the one really good moment i saw like 
the Hulk CGI. That's really good. Mm -hmm. That is really good, and the action in this movie is pretty good. But that is pretty much it, guys. It's a really bad movie, and my least favorite movie so mm. far that I have seen. Wow. Even Howard the Duck had moments where I laughed and where it was trying to make me laugh. His corny one-liners, like... I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd ever watch that movie again, but I watched that before I watched this mm. again because it's on it. Like, it's it's supposed to be funny. And I think Daredevil is a little bit more enjoyable than this as well. I give this yeah. movie a three. A three. Mm. I do not like this movie at all. Wow. And I am, like, you guys know me. I'm pretty generous with my scores. <laughs> Ethan has commented on this before. <laughs> this is not a good movie. I did not like this movie at all. So for me, it's a three. Three, five, and 5.6. Well, that would put Hulk in our bottom three. So bottom, we got Howard the Duck at a 4.16. Then we got Blade, oh no, not Blade. <laughs> Blade. Daredevil, director's cut at a 4.43. And then Hulk at a 5.53. Ooh, 5.53. I would agree with that. Wow. Dang. I wouldn't rate it personally, but I, I would respect that 4.5. 4.5 4.5, that's oh, right. I thought you said 5.5. You definitely read 5.5. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. 4.53. Okay. All right, all right. That's 4. a little 5.53. That's a little bit better. And then right after that, we've got our, um, we've got Blade, then X-Men, then Blade 2, then Spider-Man. Oh, wait, no, no. Then uh, X2, then Spider-Man. X2's in there. I remember that one. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'll X make a, an organized list so I don't have to keep bouncing up and down the <laughs> Okay. So 4.5 for Hulk. And that comes in as our bottom three, making it the best out of the bottom three, but still pretty, pretty mid. Also, uh, we gave Morbius a, a 5.9 collectively, just so you know. Mm. I, I had more fun watching Morbius than this movie. Okay. That's for sure. I agree. I agree. I agree. Morbius is the best movie we've seen so far, so... I mean, yeah, it, it sweeped the board. We got a ton on a ton on that one. I mean, come on, it made so much money, dude. I come on. All right, Ethan, what's 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 next week? What do we got going on next week? What's next for our movie watching list? Next week we got Punisher. Punisher entering two thousand four. Yeah, that's right. We got a big. Th this is a big year for comic book movies, right? Yeah. Because this is also the year. Spider-Man 2, Spider right? Two. That's yes. right. That's the one right after Punisher. So. And then we okay, also good. get our uh, the closing of a trilogy. We get Blade Trinity Ooh. that year too. Very nice. So those are our three 2004 movies. Okay. Uh, just real quick to see how it compares to uh, the other scores on the internet. Hulk got a 54 Metacritic, a 62 Rotten Tomato score, a 29 audience score, and a 5.6 on IMDb. I agree with that audience score. It's pretty much exactly what I said. Wow. They got a, what was the critic score? Critic score was 62. Wow, we gotta hit up um, our boy at Ron Tomatoes is Wrong. Yeah. Oh Mark yeah, Ellis. that is a pretty Let good Mark a pretty Ellis good know gap. that them, they got that wrong. Fantastic podcast. Be significantly lower. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Punisher, it's, uh, looks like you can't really watch it anywhere. You can watch it on FX Go. Well, it's uh, fifteen dollars for the four K Blu Ray on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> as Micah likes to do, you can buy it. You can buy four K. That's right. On Amazon, you can also rent it on Amazon. But yeah, unfortunately, it's not on any big streaming service, so you're gonna have to have to really splurge on this one. Which 
do we want to do that? What's the IMDb score for that one, just so we know? Oh, I've got it right here. Let me for pull it up. Punisher? Punisher is a 6.4, so hopefully better than our uh, our movie this week. I think it doesn't take much to be better than Hulk. But, but, look at this, look at this. Our critic score and audience score flip. We got a 29 for critic and 63 for mm. audience. Interesting. Okay. okay. So we'll see how that compares. But, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm excited to watch The Punisher. Uh, we got John Travolta. As, as the Punisher? No, no, as oh, the okay. character that is new to this movie. It's not in the comics. Ooh, okay. But Thomas Jane plays Frank Castle, and if you've seen Expanse, he's a main character in there. Okay, all right. What does the plot say? What's up for plot elements that we got here? Other than, I mean, Cedar. I'm assuming thugs come and kill its family. An FBI, an undercover FBI agent becomes a vigilante and sets out to unleash his wrath upon the corrupt businessmen who slaughtered his entire family at a reunion. The Punisher is an undercover FBI agent? That's what it says, Since yeah. when? I guess in there. In there he is. Have we all seen Punisher show? The Netflix one? Uh, I have seen four episodes. Okay. Yeah, finish off that but first I, season, it's good. First I, season's I know, good. I know that John Bernthal is a beautiful John Bernthal's actress. A beast. An actress, whoa, actor. <laughs> I'm personally not a, big, not a big Punisher character fan. I love his relationship with Daredevil, of course, but yes. as, as a standalone character, I'll see how I like this film. Uh, we're looking forward to that. So look forward to that next week. Subscribe to the YouTube oh. channel. This would also be uh, The Punisher is our next lowest box office success, if you'd call it that. Mm. Interesting. Well, it made it its money, money back, money, huh? but just barely. So. Just barely. So didn't well, make a profit. Which movie out of all the ones we've seen so far made the least? Oh, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Made $16 million domestic. Other than Howard the Duck. There isn't even a global box office for, for uh, Howard the Duck. <laughs> How it's... Man. Because it showed a relationship. But uh, Punisher Warzone is our least. That's the sequel to Punisher. That one only made ten million worldwide. Whoa! So that is our lowest. But that's not for a couple weeks. Holy cow! That's after. Imagine Iron Man just came out. The Incredible Hulk just came out, and then that December you got Punisher Warzone, the lowest performing Marvel movie ever, of all time. Holy <laughs> cow! That must be really bad. What's the audience score for that? Uh, 5.9. It's not even rated the worst. Interesting. That would be, um, I think it was Fantastic, oh no, New Mutants. Well, hey, that's what Multiverse Monologues is here for. That's right, we're gonna have the real rating here. <laughs> that's right. We're gonna give a definitive... <laughs> it doesn't matter what Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb say. We're giving you the scores right here. That's right. And Hulk gets a 4.5. We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, look forward to it. It'll be up on Monday as usual. Uh, we thank you guys for sticking around this long. That's for sure. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a review on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Well, while we're still on the Hulk, you know, and uh, Stranger Things is coming out later this month. Yes. You guys catch which Stranger Things actor appeared in this film? No? No? Who's in it? So, uh, Kara B uh, Buno, I don't know how you pronounce that name, but she plays Karen Wheeler in Stranger Things. She was Bruce Banner's mom in this film. Whoa! Oh, wait. Yeah. Wait, she was the mom? She was the mom, yeah. You didn't get that? I knew she looked familiar. I, I mean, I thought it just for a second, and then I was like, whatever. Interesting. Mrs. Wheeler? The one what? who almost goes out with what's-his-face? With Billy. With Billy in <laughs> no the first way. season? That's yeah. Sad. Wow. Interesting. 
That's better. I can't find her. All right, anyway. Yeah. Let's close this out. I That's gotta go right. to work soon. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes, Micah. All right, that does it for Multiverse Monologues, Hulk 2003. I am Ben Rayside. I'm Ethan. I'm Micah. And we hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic day.